always. I think it is too. Yeah. So here, let's talk. Take a small detour into the uh, age of authenticity. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's a correct <laughs> description of what it. What's interesting is the way that authenticity gets a, gets associated with authority. Mm-hmm. Authoritative voices are authentic voices. The way that shapes marketing, the way that shapes like Instagram influencer marketing, the way yeah. the way it, it shapes virality in in media. Yeah. Um, in the way it shapes our politics too. And so, but it's, so it's like this thing to which we attach authority. It's also a kind of eschatology, like in some ways, or it becomes a, it, it, even less religiously, like an, a, a way of being a human in this world, yeah. like the most, the most healthy way to be a human That's in the right. world. And, you know, you, I think of people like Brene Brown, right. Who I think is really working with this model of authenticity. And I think there's a lot of great stuff there, but like, what's your, do you have a critique of the age of authenticity and like, what is it? Yeah. And it's, I mean, you, you mentioned uh, Brene Brown, and I think it's really, it's really fascinating, Brene yeah. Brown, because I think you talk about it having an eschatology um, and things like that. I think it actually, it, it, I think you're absolutely right. And I think it also has a deep sense of justification and even forgiveness embedded in it. Yeah. That actually, well, let me put it this way, maybe not forgiveness, it has a sense of justification and guilt in it. Yeah. But it's a, it's a kind of, a, and I guess this gets to my critique a little bit, mm. it's a kind of harsh reality because you, we, there's a certain sense that now living in a secular age where we freed ourselves, which is an illusion, of course, we freed right. ourselves from the authority of the church. We freed ourselves from fairy tales of gods who right. judge us, that we're kind of just free to be who we want to be. Well, what you're free to be, of course, in the age of authenticity is your unique, authentic right. self. And you need to continue to curate that self and you need to continue to be unique. But the problem is you're also given so many opportunities, potentially. Um, at least the illusion of so many opportunities. And I think there's a lot of people who feel absolutely guilty that they're not taking advantage and being the unique person they think they should be. Oh, that's interesting. And so you end up becoming guilt. You feel guilt. Yeah. You feel guilt because you're not particularly using the time you have to be the huh. most the, the, the most well-reasoned person you could be. So, you know, like, uh, do you, you just feel guilty. You don't have time to read all those mm-hmm. New York Times articles right. or to read all those... Uh, parenting books or you know you would really do better if you could if you could work out and you could feel like you're in good shape but you really should be you should probably be eating eating vegan that would make you more authentic and that you know so you end up trying to go for this authenticity and you end up becoming guilty to the fact that you're not using your time well enough to be the authentic person you should be oh that's interesting but the problem becomes of course there's no inherent device within that to give you any kind of forgiveness and restoration. Like a reconciliation mechanism or some confession. Yeah. You know, because, like in the more formal. Right. Exactly. Of... Because you're guilty to something internal. You're guilty to your own internal yeah. pursuit of your own self. So there's nothing outside you that could, well, I mean, the negative side or what would we would assume is the negative side. It's, there's something outside you, some moral code, some yeah. some divine person who ju- uh, who's outside you. That divine person judges you. Well, that's scary. But that divine yeah. person also has a mechanism to bring you back into restoration yeah. and forgiveness and to release you from guilt, shame. Yeah. But when the age of authenticity says the eschatological vision is you being always your unique self, yeah, all of a sudden you're guilty to your own standard of what it would be to be unique. Yeah. You're not taking it. You want to be the kind of person who's read all Dostoevsky's books. Sure. But right. you don't have time. <laughs> so what you do is you buy them all. Right. And at, you, at least you curate the self by having them all. But then every time you walk by them, you think, 
Yeah. I, I, I've never even cracked the spine of these. So you become guilty to even your own pursuits of being the kind of person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm critical of that, but I also want to be really careful because there's, there's a way that, um, a lot of people have read the age of authenticity where they think, Oh yeah, that's our problem. And mm. Taylor actually wants to say, yes, there are inherent problems within it, but there are also inherent gains within it. Hmm. And say so something he, about that. Yeah. yeah. So he's not a hater of the age of authenticity. He thinks, so the basic line of the age of authenticity is that he thinks it's an ethic. It's, it's not hedonism. He thinks there's a, there's a distinct hmm. ethic that plays in it. And the ethic we see everywhere in social media, particularly hmm. that every human being has a right to define for themselves what it means to be human. Sure. And therefore right. no human being should impose right. on someone else's desire to be whatever unique self they want to be. Right. And so that's a legitimate ethic. Yeah. Um, so and clear it, and straightforward. Clear and straightforward. It is. It's so much about a pers- an internal kind of identity pursuit, but it right. still has a projected moral kind of vision. Yep. And so one of the things Taylor wants to say is, is that it's a legitimate gain that yeah. we can we can honor people's lived mm-hmm. experience and articulation mm-hmm. of their own narrative and their own story and what it means for them to be them. I mean, that's quite. That's that's way better than basically yeah. saying you know these are this is the only three ways to be a human being right and if right. you don't conform to those <laughs> yeah. then uh, well if you're a baby we throw you in a river or yeah. we send you to to slave trade or whatever it might right. be um, so he says that's a legitimate game yeah. um, but when you start to have authenticity and you extract any kind of transcendent sources yeah. any kind of moral codes that have any kind of sense of anything beyond individual flourishing, yeah. it, can, it can actually turn on you. So my, my perspective is that late modernity particularly has so many vicious circles that yeah. it just, so there, we should celebrate that every human being gets the right to define for themselves what it means to be human. That's great. But that desire to be then unique also right. can turn on you and make you really depressed and really burned out. Which is what we do see with, with Gen Z and millennials yeah. is like, ridiculously high levels of depression and, and suicide and anxiety and anxiety yeah, as yeah. well because how do you yeah. know how do you know that you are really taking advantage of all the chances to be the authentic self you need to be and, yeah. and you're being just bombarded by other people who seem to be really presenting their own authentic self so this is i mean i don't want to push this too far and you stop yeah, 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 yeah. but the yes, other yeah. element that i think is really helpful on this is that the age of authenticity is linked with what taylor calls the politics of recognition so the the illusion of the late modern project where I am critical of it is that we do kind of say, you know, Michael, you get to pick your own identity. Right. You get to answer for yourself who is Michael Chan. Yeah. And you just get you can go in your room, you can close your eyes, and then you can be like, pop, I <laughs> right. know who I am. And then you yeah. but then what you have to do to have an identity is you have to present that. Right. So what Taylor is saying is we kind of think that identity is an individual kind of rational, maybe even aesthetic choice, but it isn't. It's always a dialogue. Yeah. So at some point, and every 12, 13, 14-year-old knows this, at some point you go to school dressed that way yeah. or with that haircut, and you're basically entering into a discourse with everyone else that says, this is me. Right. And then you get feedback on it. You get yeah. recognized for it. Yeah. And it could be negative or recognition. for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be very negative recognition, yeah. like we're going to throw you in a locker, you freak. Right. Right. Or it could be positive recognition. But one of the things that it ends up doing, he thinks, is that we enter into even politics itself has to be about recognition. And even on an individual level. So Instagram, for instance, right. is just a mechanism for recognition. Right. And if you listen to any Taylor Swift songs, they're <laughs> essentially, if they're not like romance 
yeah. songs. They're really about her crew battling another crew, her not liking the way someone's giving recognition to her or just thinking oh. she deserves more recognition than that person. Huh. And it can lead, I think, what I worry about with it is it can lead to deep forms of resentment. Mm. Um, where we we resent people. We see this with young people all the time. Like, mm. I hate that person. Why do you hate that person? Well, they're so fake. What does that mean they're fake? Well, they're getting recognition that I should be getting. Mm. I mean, essentially, or they think yeah. you don't deserve your recognition. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know. And, you're and one, posing or something Right, like that, yeah. And, and one, the, the book that I ju- that will just come out next year, I, I, yeah. I talk about the Demi Lovato song, Sorry, I'm Not Sorry. Oh, which, yeah. Which right, is right. just a complete song of resentment where, like, she's yeah. not getting recognition then yeah. she breaks up with this guy or they break up and then yeah. she's starting to look good just like I knew I would she says oh. and now I'm, I'm supposed to take it easy on you so she just goes after him you know yeah. and now she's showed she's, she's said she's supposed to hold mercy for him sorry I'm not sorry I don't owe you any mercy this is a cutthroat recognition game yeah. and I'm going to get my recognition and now I have the upper hand and you're going to pay for it which is a very different moral ethical code than a God who judges you no matter what. Right. And, ha- and at least ha- we have some imagination for brings mercy and right. restoration. Um, right.